I'm Jane Velez Mitchell, New York Times bestselling author and TV journalist. And this is Unchained TV's Voice America podcast. For the next hour, you will hear the solution to most of the problems that plague our world. And it's a solution mainstream media ignores, even though it only requires us to make one simple change. Want to know what it is and transform your life? Let's get started. I am so delighted and honored to have Maria Sebrian with us today. She is the founder of Terra Seed, which is an extraordinary vegan vitamin. And full disclosure, right off the top, researching this story a few weeks ago, I decided to order it. And there it is right there. Okay, there there it is, a daily multivitamin, and I love it. I love it. I feel energized, and I want to know more about it. So, Maria, show us the container, because the first thing, and I will show you without saying what the company is, there are a lot of containers that are plastic. Most of them are not recycled. What is that made of? And show us in depth your container when people order it, uh, what they get. Put it right in the center. Yeah, first of all, I, I'm really glad that you're feeling the effects of the multivitamin because a lot of our customers report the same thing, like more energy, and they can feel it right away. And TerraSeed is a very, very special product. Um, this is made, this packaging is made with cellulose that is 100% biodegradable is also industrially compostable. So if you have a composting facility in your town, you can throw it in the compost bin and it will compost, uh, you know, right away. And we also use uh, compostable pouches. Uh, We have a subscription uh, model. So when you subscribe to TerraSeed, you will receive the bottle and also these pouches with your monthly dose of the pills. And all you have to do is open in the box the the tube and and pour the pills here and this um this is a very sturdy bottle that will last for for many many months so the whole point of doing this packaging was to to really become the most sustainable supplement in the u.s market and and we've made it happen it's been an amazing journey and i'm i'm so happy to be here with you today to share it all (laughs) with you yeah because i have to say i don't want to do an infomercial But I did test it out. I've been been taking vitamins for years. And generally, I'm accused of having too much energy. But I'll just tell you the story. Uh, I go to sleep usually around midnight. And my cat wakes me up, like sometimes 630 in the morning. And, you know, until I started taking your vitamin, when she wake me up super early, I'd be like, I'm wrecked for the day. Oh, my gosh. I need an hour more. I can't function without an hour more sleep. Now I wake up and I'm like, okay. Yeah, no problem. Right now, to what go. do you think that is? Because, you know, I want to talk about some of the ingredients. Okay. So I printed them out here on recycled paper. Yes. We're talking perfect. omega-3s, so vitamin D3, vitamin B12, vitamin C, iodine, iron, zinc, folate, and magnesium. Well, mm-hmm. I've seen uh, these ingredients on some other uh, vitamins. Uh, what makes yours different? Okay, we have a formulation that includes iron. Not many multivitamins include iron. And, you know, that's probably why you're feeling that that boost in your energy. A lot of women are actually iron deficient and they don't know or their um, iron uh, storage in their bodies are really low. So that you will you will feel that the, 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 the effects of the iron right away. Also, all the ingredients we use are bioavailable and they are uh, very potent. Uh, What does that mean? What does bioavailable mean? It means that your, you know, the way that your body absorbs them, you know, like they are, um, they are created with a form and and a sort of like, um, a chemistry, if you want, that will be absorbable by your body. So you, you won't get out of your system. You know how it happens with some supplements. Um, and, you know, the way we source the ingredients, uh, they we use um, sustainable sources. So it means that every single ingredient in our formula comes from sustainable sources, like, for example, our omega-3 
that normally comes from fish, ours comes from microalgae grown indoors. And microalgae, algae is actually the source of omega for fish. A lot of supplements, as I, I will explain in a minute when we talk about the impacts of the supplement industry on animals, a lot of supplements made with animal-derived ingredients. For example, omega-3 normally is produced with fish oil, but the fish take the omega-3 from algae. So we go directly to the source. We take, you know, we take out of the picture the, the middleman, in this case, the fish. So these forms for all these ingredients means that they are, you know, like they're absorbed by your, your system better than when there is a third party in this fish. So let me ask you a question about iron, because I have been reading about an excessive iron could have negative impacts. I think a lot of people are afraid of taking too much iron. What can you tell us about that? And for people who are wondering, well, who is Maria uh, Cabrian? What is your expertise in this area? Okay, perfect. So I... Uh, I know there is a reputation or, or like a belief that too much iron is bad for you. And that's the case. I'm not going, you know, like I'm not a doctor. That's not my background. But of course, I run a, a supplement business. So I know a little bit about this. Um, normally, men are have a tendency of storing more iron than women. And women tend to be more deficient. So the you have to be careful with the formulas that you choose in your supplements that they don't contain too much unless this is prescribed by a doctor. The first thing you, have, you, you need to do if you are afraid of like you know, having, having or taking too much iron is just go to your doctor, talk to them, get some blood tests done and then find out. And based on that, your doctor will be able to tell you the exact amount that you should be taking. I think that's always the safest route. Um, however, the amount of iron we have in our formula is very low safe. So you will never be at risk of, you know, like storing too much iron or, or getting too much iron. Um, so that's is it a different know, kind of iron that than the iron that is in regular vitamins that people are getting at big drug stores. Iron can come from animals again, or can come from um, plant-based sources. So um, there is more, um, uh, again, more absorbability, like your body is more able to iron when it comes from animal animal sources however uh, a plant-based iron can also be very effective you have to take vitamin three, uh, vitamin c sorry to to make it more absorbable for your body um but you know like it works it works both ways but it is more absorbable if you want or more potent when it comes from animal sources so First of all, tell us how you got into this business. Um, I find your background fascinating. And also, you are in it as it is not a nonprofit. You're there to make a profit, but you're also on a mission. And you've aligned with a nonprofit, the SAVE movement, to wake Americans up about uh, what's in the vitamins that they are buying and some of the ingredient names that sound very innocuous, but may yeah. not be. Yeah, absolutely. Everything started changing with my own experience as a vegan. I went vegan four years ago. I had been vegetarian for many years and I always wanted to go fully vegan, but I was always afraid of my nutritional needs I'm a mountain runner and I run like long distance races. So I've always seen like, oh my God, you know, like, I don't know if I will be missing any, any, any nutrients. So finally I decided, okay, I'm just going to go vegan. Uh, I went vegan for the environment and the animals, uh, you know, like most people. I started taking supplements and it was such a bad experience. It was all this plastic, you know, all these plastic pill bottles um, I, I didn't even know what, what was in my, in my pills, right? So I started researching and found out that a lot of ingredients in my supplements were made with animals. But the FDA doesn't require brands or manufacturers to include 
that information in the supplement facts label. So, um, you know, when I, when I saw this is, is this the experience, this is a horrible experience for a vegan person, right? Um, so I decided to build the most ethical and sustainable supplements on earth. And that's how I started the business. Um, and then I started researching more about the use of animal derived ingredients in supplements. And after researching for a whole year, and we've researched 79,000 supplement products uh, from the U.S. National Institute Health Dietary Supplement Label Database. And we found out that 50% of supplements in the U.S. contain at least one animal-derived ingredient. And this is crazy. Um, 24 billion Fish are killed every year by this industry to create fish oil, 24 billion with a B. And then 24, sorry, 14.4 million pigs, 3.6 million cows, 2,000 and 44,000 sheep, you know, like byproducts of animals like fat, the tendons, the, the, the bones of, of these animals are used to make, you know, innocent sounding ingredients like gelatin or like magnesium stearate. And, you know, I think, I think consumers are not aware of this. And when they go and buy their supplements, they just look at the label and they just see like, oh yeah, everything looks good here. You know, there's no animals here, but in, in the reality, there are animal derived ingredients in their supplements. They don't know. So that's why we've partnered Animal Safe Movement, which is this international nonprofit to create the transparent uh, label campaign. And we are petitioning the FDA to include a section in supplement facts labels indicating the use of animal derived ingredients in supplements. So now we need 25,000 signatures and we've got almost 4,000. So we just Pain and, and we are very hopeful that we will get to that milestone very soon um, with the help of people like you, Jane, who are having us here today. Well, I signed it um, before awesome. I went on. I, I try never to ask other people to do something I don't do for myself. Uh, there's a link to where you sign. It actually takes like literally five seconds to sign. Five seconds, yeah. Five That's seconds. Super. You know, especially with autofill, I went boom, boom. I'd say maybe two seconds. So yes. um, let me then recap and review. You're saying that we could get omega-3s, which everybody talks about your omegas, your omegas, and they constantly associate it with fish without mm -hmm. saying that the fish get it from the kelp and the other sea vegetables and that we Absolutely. could eat the sea vegetables directly and have the and have the kelp without all the other things that fish bring because fish also consume um all sorts of micro metals, plastics micro, and yeah. metals and mm -hmm. depending on where they are on the food chain uh they can have some some chemicals in their bodies uh Absolutely. correct me if i'm wrong so if you're if you're getting the microalgae directly from the kelp and from other sea vegetables, you're getting a much purer form. And so you could still have your omega-3s, correct? That's absolutely correct. And in our case, we take it even further because you could go to the sea and, you know, marine ecosystems and you could take the algae from marine ecosystems, but we don't want to have any impact. I mean, being an environmentalist, you know, uh, or a vegan for the environment, I always thought like, I don't want to damage any ecosystem. So in this case, you can even grow the microalgae indoors. You don't even need to go to these, you know, like ecosystems and, and, and put them in at, at risk. You can just do it indoors, very controlled environment. And you can get the purest form of omega-3 that you could ever have. And that's what we are doing in this case. We work with a, an ingredient provider based in South Carolina. And they do this amazing omega-3 and, and you don't really need the fish to get your omega-3s at all. And, and I think you were spot on when you were saying like, you know, fish in the sea, like microplastic, that, that's why we're also using this packaging because 3% of all plastic in the ocean and that plastic becomes microplastic. It never, never 
decompose. It's crazy. Never. It changes the form. It becomes microplastic. And then the microplastic uh, fish and, and marine animals eat it and they block their digestive systems and they get all these toxins out of plastic. So, you know, like it's, it's really bad for you. And of course, for the animals, you know, the marine animals. Well, like I said, I'm not going to show you the label, but this is obviously plastic and that is a, a vitamin that I take. It is vegan. So they've got half right. You know, they've got most of it right. But, you know, really, I think it would be up to the government uh, to say, look, uh, ch everybody change your packaging. There is plenty of uh, corn based Yes, bioplastic products, bioplastic that looks just like plastic. It yes. works just like plastic and it's corn based. I mean, I would say 25 years ago, I went to some event where um, there was a gentleman showing how his plastic bottle, which looked just like any other soda bottle, was made out of corn, but it bio mm -hmm. it biodegrade. And you saw a time lapse of it biodegrading in a uh compost pile or a dumpster within whatever i ex forget the exact amount of time but the uh, mainstream companies didn't want to switch and so that if we had done that 25 years ago and i actually ran into him i said whatever happened to your biodegradable plastic bottles yeah. oh they put me out of business that's what he told me yeah, yeah so you, know, you know what jane is is so it's so challenging to build something differently right like um the supplement industry is used to use plastic and they've been doing this for, for so many decades that all the machines, you know, like the, the machines that put the pills inside the, the plastic pill bottles, everything is being built for plastic. All their systems, everything is less expensive. So it will, you know, the cost of creating this packaging is way lower when you use plastic, especially if it's virgin plastic that, you know, like there are a lot of like, business reasons why um, companies don't go in that route. For us, it's been very challenging. Even finding um, a co-packer who could pack our product because they didn't have the machines, you know, adapted to these type of tubes. So we have we had to end up doing this ourselves in our own warehouse. And that's more costly than, than maybe going, you know, and and um, getting like the services of a co-packer. So it becomes more challenging and it's not that good for the business. I, in my opinion, when you do the right thing, that that always brings like positive consequences, if you want, or a positive effect. So I, I hope that consumers can see this. But, you know, the reality is that the cost of creating these products increases with this type of packaging. Yeah. And... This yes. is a story that's as old as time. It's the mechanisms that the companies don't want to change because it costs them. If all these plastics switch to what you're putting out and show us again, because I think it's worth showing. Um, it's literally look at that. Now that's made out of what? And it's totally biodegradable. Yes. And it's compostable if you have like the you know, the right compostability or, com or composting system. I mean, you know, like, I think I think sustainability, same as, you know, like um, cruelty towards animals. This is like a combined, this is a shared, a shared responsibility. It's, it's at the government's level, it is at the company's level, it is at the consumer's level. But I think companies that are almost in the middle, we have so much responsibility. And I think we have to start creating demand because demand can come from consumers or you can create that demand, right? You can create um, a new way of doing things to show consumers like, hey, we're, we're, you know, we've come out with this packaging. That's what our, our customers love about Terrace is our packaging, right? Not, not only our formula and everything, the fact that we are, taking our mission very seriously, which is like to stop animal suffering and plastic pollution in All the right. supplement industry. So I think it's a combined responsibility. I'm going to jump in for a second. We got a caller, Sarah from Atlanta. Your question or thought for Maria of Terracy. Oh, Sarah hung up. Okay. All right. 
let me ask you this question. Uh, what you're talking about reminds me of when they built the electric car. You know, we could have all been driving the electric car since the 90s. And what mm -hmm. happened was there's a great documentary called Who Killed the Electric Car? Yeah. And so what happened was they built these electric cars. People love them. I even know a few. There were some vegan activists and animal activists and environmentalists who had them. And then they decided they don't want to switch everything to have to produce these. This was the major, one of the major big three automakers. Mm -hmm. And so what they did was they took the cars back, they destroyed them, and uh, they killed the electric car industry. Well, later, the executive who made that decision said it was the worst decision of his life. I'd like to go a step further and say it was the stupidest decision of his life. <laughs> Absolutely. Because look what happened. Toyota mm -hmm. came along and started making hybrids. I'm on my third Prius. I, as soon as I saw the hybrid on Curb Your Enthusiasm, I saw Larry David driving around this little car that was called the hybrid. I said, I want that. And I got rid of my so-called luxury car and I got uh, a Prius and I never looked back because I had a lemon and then I had a car that drove perfectly and I'm on my third Prius. Yeah, so absolutely. now, okay, now everybody's talking electric cars and, but had they made that switch, okay, um, earlier, uh, I think that we could have done a lot to mitigate climate change and the United States would have been the leader from the get-go in the automotive industry. Yeah, yeah. Instead, yeah. that precipitated the decline, okay, of Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the same thing here. People with their short-term thinking, how do we get through to these corporate executives? Mm -hmm. It's so interesting what you're saying because I think there is a movement. There is like the, you know, every everyone I talk to is like, wouldn't it be amazing to walk into this supermarket and not see any plastic? Just everything compostable, everything sustainable. I don't know if you're aware, but there are like a compost bin. It's called Lomi. I'm going to make like some promo because they have this fantastic product. Um, the company is called Pella and they create these compost bins that you put all the compost, you know, like your fruits and vegetables, of your vegetables, and then also compostable materials. Like we've done the test with, with, our, with our tube and overnight, it turns that that organic material into soil that you can use for your plants. Imagine a world where you can go shopping, get all your, your goods, your, your stuff, and then use all the packaging, put it in this bin and turn it into soil. That's what I envision, right? Like, well, I, I think that's very close to, to you know, like to, to happening, but... I think it's a, again, it's like a combined effort. You know, I think it's, it has to come from consumers and really vote with their, with their dollars and make the right purchasing decisions. And there are like more brands out there doing the same as TerraSeed, using this type of packaging and, and fighting to have this type of packaging. For example, in the natural products space or industry, there is a campaign called One Step Closer that is all about promoting sustainable packaging for this industry. And, you know, hundreds and thousands of companies are joining this campaign. So there is the, you know, like companies really want to make it happen, but they have to sacrifice something, right? And it's the same with consumers. In the end, maybe consumers need to pay a little bit more and then companies need to increase their cost a little bit more to meet in the, in the middle, right? happen and then probably the government needs to regulate this more or subsidize oh, yeah. it like, because yeah. we're spending billions and billions of dollars cleaning up this plastic talking about the crisis talking about it goes hand in hand the pollution crisis and the climate crisis it's accelerating the problems ocean decertification etc so why doesn't the government just give uh, a tax write-off or a tax yeah. rebate yeah. or a tax benefit to companies for making the Absolutely. transition. How simple is Absolutely. that? And then Absolutely. if you got a tax write-off, it would be in their interest to switch to compostable. Mm -hmm. It doesn't It doesn't make any sense. We are a completely reactive society mm -hmm. and we are running out of time. 
And uh, I got to say, taking the terror seed vitamin every day, I'm I'm rip roaring, ready to argue with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And you know what, uh, Jane? I think B is becoming like sustainable in a way. You know, like 93% of consumers of plant-based uh, meat are not vegan. So they are when they are presented with two options, they know vegan is better. It's better for the animals. It's very better for the planet. It's very, very better for them. So I think it's, it's the, almost the same effect as with sustainable. Like if you give me almost, you know, similar prices and very high quality, go for what I think is the best for the planet. And I think with both sustainable products and vegan products, this is what is happening. So I, I have a lot of hope that, you know, both sustainable and vegan are going to be pushed forward. And I think we will end up like seeing, you know, animals out of the equation. Uh, I'm, I'm really hopeful. And I think supplements, we are triggering these conversations in the supplement industry. No one is doing this. It's the first time someone is looking at the, the impacts of this industry and we're starting conversations. So I really hope that more companies start like listening and using these type of practices and this type of materials. And, um, you know, I, I see this coming quickly, honestly, like I'm, 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 I'm a very optimistic person, but uh, that's why I'm here. I'm here building TerraSeed because I think it's possible. Uh, how has TerraSeed grown? When did you launch it and how's it doing? We launched in 2020, in September 2020. Uh, we only have one product, so we're sm still a, a small company, but we're launching three new products in, this, in the next six months. And one of them, which I think your audience is going to be very happy about, is a multivitamin for vegan and vegetarian kids because there's nothing for them. They are at, at, at this age where they need a lot of nutrients and they need to make sure like they have all the nutrients they need. Uh, and listening to our customers and they were asking for this product. They were saying like, do you have something for kids? Can I take, can my kids take these vitamins? The problem with these capsules is that not all kids like to swallow these capsules. So we are building like gummies that are specifically targeted to these little, little vegans. Um, also a vitamin omega-3 and a vitamin D3, a single vitamin instead like a multivitamin, you know, some vegans, they, they eat well, they, they prep their meals, they are very diligent, they are very knowledgeable. I think a multivitamin um, is really to, to get your, your nutritional basis covered. And if you don't have time to prep your meals or you're not sure you're taking all the nutrients you need, I think it's, it's a good option. But for some folks who are, you know, they, they eat really well and they, they know about nutrition, it's just like a, a little boost of different vitamins. Uh, you know, we want to, to also to offer that. Wow, this is extraordinary. We are talking with Maria Sebrian of Terra Seed, and this is a vegan multivitamin, and it contains omega-3s, but not from fish, from microalgae. We're <laughs> going to talk more about that because that is a subject that I'm really interested in. Vitamin mm -hmm. D3, vitamin B12, vitamin C, iodine, iron, zinc, folate, and magnesium. And where do you get it? What's your website? is terraseed.com and that's t-e-r-r-a-s-e-e-d.com terraseed t-e-r-r-a-s-e-e-d.com and i gotta tell you uh i think it's an extraordinary product and you know we talk to people all the time uh who have products i don't always talk like this but i, I started taking it about a month ago and i gotta tell you uh, I, I do notice an impact. All right, we're going to take a short break on Voice America Radio. We're going to stay live on Facebook. We will be back in just a second here on Voice America Radio. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. 
Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Welcome back to Unchained TV on Voice America Radio. I'm Jane Velez Mitchell, and you are now re-entering a portal to a transformative way of living. Hello, we're back with Maria Sabrian of Terra Seed. We're talking about so much. We're talking about her product. If you could hold it up again, I really appreciate that. Of course. Um, yes, there it is, and uh, it is that's the the packaging. So you don't have to have like a plastic, like this is plastic. Uh, you can have your vitamins and be uh, ecologically correct. And also it's 100% vegan. So the omega-3s come from microalgae. Um, and it, it's very interesting. You know, one of the things that I had read in a study I believe it was by Phonolytics, is that one of the key reasons why sometimes people fall off being vegan is that they try it and they don't do it right. Uh, not their fault, but it's hard to decide exactly what the prime diet is for health. And then they slip back into their regular way of eating. Um, and of course, your vitamin, would, which is packed with iron and omegas and Oh my gosh, D3, vitamin D3, iodine, iron, zinc, folate, magnesium. That would obviously help. So have you been able to make that connection to people like, yes, here's the conundrum of veganism. The conundrum (laughs) is, you know, you say, look, eat a whole food plant-based diet. Eat kale, has more protein calorie per calorie than steak. It's packed with all sorts of nutrients. It's a superfood. Have an acai bowl have broccoli, have beets, and you, oh, well, I don't have time to cook. All right. Well, if you won't try that, we'll make some fast food for you and we'll, we'll make a a vegan burger. We'll make a a vegan shake. And then they eat that. They said, well, this isn't, this isn't healthy. (laughs) So they try to put us in a box where there's no right answer for um, those non-vegans or pre-vegans who are basically looking for an excuse to keep their uh, current behavior. But if they do switch and then they feel dynamite and they feel superhuman, they're likely to stay with it. Absolutely. I think that's so key, Jane. What we are seeing with our customers is that, you know, a lot of people go vegan without having the knowledge, the, the basic nutritional knowledge to make this, the, the switch. And, you know, um, part, of the th- part of the work we do actually is provide customers with, to become healthy vegans. So we have video courses and we have like tips and articles and, you know, a lot of support to make this transition because it's not an easy one. I mean, not only you need to know about nutrition, but also how often do I need you know, my legumes or my, or my greens or my fruits or, you know, the seeds, the nuts, like people don't know. You were, you're mentioning like algae, like kelp, you know, like people don't know how to cook that or eat it. Um, So, you know, it's hard for some people. And, and that's exactly why we build Terra Seed to give 
to give vegans who are new to veganism or to the vegan diet, you know, like a way of making sure they were getting all the nutrients they needed. And, and we, we have a lot of customers who are reporting like, oh my God, I have so much more energy. I, I have less naps during the day, or I am able to concentrate better. You know, like I'm in a better mood or my nails, my hair looks nicer. So we are getting all, all of these reports, you know, from, from our customers is, is, is great. It's amazing. But our goal is that, you know, they can, they can sustain this lifestyle. So if it's helping them, the multivitamin, that's awesome. And they can take that forever, even if their diets are really good. But we also need to educate and support. And not only that, emotionally, socially, psychologically, is so hard. You know that when you're with friends, when your family, how you, you, you deal with some situations. For example, we've created an, another video course that is the psychology of veganism. And it gives you tips to make the transition safely, to understand you know, what it takes to make this change and to also give you tools to deal with these family or social awkwardness, you know, like when you're with your friends and always that conversation comes. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. This is the 21st century. I, know. I mean, Kim Kardashian is promoting Beyond Meat. I just saw a commercial she did yesterday. This yes. is not the 70s or the 60s where this is a new thing. The United Nations is saying that we need to drastically reduce our meat consumption for climate change. Um, you know, uh, this these awkward conversations, that's, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't hold water. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't yeah. buy it anymore. The truth is a lot of people are addicted to meat and dairy. It's yeah. an addiction. Yeah. It's, addictive. it's addictive. Milk it's addictive. is the type of sugar. Yeah, it's totally addictive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a great book called The Cheese Trap because people say quite often, well, the one thing I really can't give up is cheese. Yes. And that's because uh, there is a, a morphine-like substance in cheese that nature created to get the baby calves to drink the mother's milk. And cheese concentrates that because it's a concentrated product. And that's why people are so addicted to cheese. There's a great book by Dr. Neil Barnard called The Cheese Trap. Okay. So if people are going to, take Terra seed and feel like, wow, I feel better. I have energy. Um, I don't need that afternoon nap. I can function on less sleep. Um, that's more likely to help them go vegan in a world that is simultaneously demanding vegan fast food. Okay. Um, I'm not against vegan fast food. I mean, it's better than regular fast food, which at least one out of every four Americans eats every day. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a lot better. Uh, it doesn't have, for example, processed meat is officially cancer causing, according to the World Health Organization. Uh, cholesterol. Uh, all vegan products have zero cholesterol because animals produce cholesterol. Cholesterol is a leading killer because it leads to heart attacks. Uh, it leads to plaque that clogs your arteries. Uh, Kevin Hart opened a restaurant here near LAX, Los Angeles International Airport recently, and hundreds of people. It's a vegan restaurant were online. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people were online to go to this restaurant. People wow. want this, but they mm -hmm. want it in a form that is familiar and that tastes the way they Absolutely. want food to taste. And that's Absolutely. where that's where sometimes, well, maybe they're not getting the nutrients they would get if they ate a lot of kale and collard greens and beets and legumes and black beans. Correct? Absolutely correct. And, you know, I think people are having these conversations in a different way. I feel, I don't know if you feel this, Jane, and I don't have data or I haven't any studies showing this, but I think people are coming from a place of curiosity, not so much from judgment. I think before it was more like, oh, you know, like this awkward, this weird person who doesn't eat animal products, but now it's more like, tell me more. You know, I want to know more. I think people are becoming more open to that possibility. I read a study showing that 118 million Americans are in that. They are either meat reducers or flexitarians or pescatarians or vegetarian or vegan or plant-based. 
So, you know, the level of consciousness about these and people like being conscious about their, their meat consumption and, and, you know, like really trying to, trying to do something different, you know, like trying to, to stop eating meat, even if they are not like actually stopping completely, but they are reducing. We've got more. Sarah back. She's trying to ask a question. So thank you, Sarah from Atlanta, your question. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. I actually have a question because I take supplements every day. I take a supplement and there are these raw fruit and veggie like supplements, capsules. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the one thing I just realized during this broadcast is that they're, they're in plastic, even though the, the chip to me in like these cardboard boxes, the actual plastic containers that the supplements come in and there's four per box. And I think I'm not sure how else to figure that out, but I know that the supplements work and they're great, but now I'm thinking from your broadcast that they're in plastic. So do you have a certain type of plastic that you would even accept or is it just trying to get rid of it altogether? Thank you. Excellent question. Yeah, there are many types. I mean, the world of packaging, sustainable packaging, is, is a whole world and, and, and it's complex. It's not an easy one. But let's put it this way. Um, the most polluting version of packaging is virgin plastic. It's brand new plastic that is created uh, to, to, to manufacture this packaging, right? And then you get like post-consumer plastic and that's plastic that is recycled and is turned into a different packaging, different type of packaging. And then from there you get into more sustainable types of packaging and, you know, some types of cellulose and, and cardboard, they might be compostable and biodegradable. And then, you know, the, the, the issue with this type of packaging is that not all these materials decompose equally and you need organic soil to for, for this packaging to decompose. Um, and the reality is that if you throw this packaging into the, the normal, the trash bin, it will end up in landfills and landfills are full of plastic so this packaging, although it's biodegradable, it will never decompose or, you know, it will take many, many years. The other option is that you have a composting facility in your city, in your town, and you can throw these into the compost bin and they will uh, compost. Another option is to, to bury these in your, in your backyard and it will decompose, you know, in the soil. And then... At the end of this, this spectrum, right, the, the compo like home compostable packaging. And that's very, very, very difficult to find. For example, I know this company in London, they are creating um, like a special uh, material that dissolves in your mouth. For example, they are doing like little um, water pouches that you put in your mouth and the membrane that, that holds the water decomposes your mouth, right? So there's like this whole range of different solutions. Being virgin plastic, the most polluting, and then these, these new materials that they are being invented, you know, they, they are also using mushrooms, they are using like new technologies well, to create new, new, new materials, but it's still very expensive. That's the issue. And you will probably not see them in, in regular products yet. I don't know if that clarifies a little bit. It's very hard to see progress in real time. You're absolutely right. I have also interviewed entrepreneurs in the mushroom field, and they say mushrooms can be made into anything from food to outfits to backpacks to packaging. And, you know... Absolutely. This is something we need desperately because we're destroying our planet with plastic. But at this point, it's one of those products that would cost, the packaging would probably cost more than whatever you're packaging. 
And so we need to bring these costs down with the economies of scale. And I mean, my biggest hope is that when it comes to the microalgae, when it comes to the mushrooms, there is a way to manufacture these en masse. Yes. Very large quantities. And when that starts to happen, okay, that's when we're going to see a real change. We did. Yeah. And we've we've got one more caller, Lindsay from Woodland Hills, California. Your question or thought for Maria Sebrian of Terracy Vitamins. Yes. Thank you for taking my call, Maria. Um, I used to be a graphic design teacher. And one of the things that we talked about a lot was the packaging and over packaging. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys covered that yet because I was at the doctor and I just got on the call, but um, have you talked about the fact that many products are over packaged? They have several levels of of packaging that could be reduced. Oh my gosh. You, that's such a great question. I get sick to my stomach when I order something that's this big And I think, well, that's not such a problem. And then it comes wrapped in a plastic that's wrapped in a plastic that's wrapped that's in a box that's in another box. And it it literally makes me physically sick and guilt-ridden. And yet that's something I need. I need for our nonprofit or I need for personal reasons. Yeah, that's that's really part of something called product experience and you know, for some brands, they they just decide to provide these very, you know, um, very high level, high quality. They 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 perceive that the 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 experience of like packaging will will imply that the product is has more quality or it's been you know like I I think this is a decision that each company has to make honestly. Well, I read it. I read an article, and actually, I put this in a book that I wrote called Addict Nation. And what they figured out is psychologically, when somebody sees something that's just like this and it's for sale, boom, they don't perceive it as being as valuable as when it's in some kind of container. Okay. And it's perceived to have a lot more value. So it's a psychological scam that is perpetrated on the consumer to make them feel that this product is more valuable than it is. It's just Mm -hmm. a head game. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And now these days we we see more and more like shops um, offering bulk products. So you take your own packaging, your everything, and you just buy and and you fill all these bags with your, you know, with with your own bags. I don't know if you've seen that. Some some folks like Sprouts and other uh, retailers are doing these. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, that's a spot on Jane. I, I think this perception of like being better or high quality or more valuable because it has all this packaging is, is terrible. But I think, I think consumers have so much power to start demanding like different, different packaging, you know, for well, products. You're right. Yeah. Now, look, if people who take vitamins are generally health oriented and maybe they're also, uh, because they're health oriented, they're vegan friendly and they're environmentalists, those generally have a tendency to be so if if people consumers start saying i don't want to buy i mean you've really made me guilty (laughs) and thank you because i do i i have your supplement now but i've also gotten other supplements that i've taken for years that have come in plastic and now i'm like what am i going to do about that yeah i want to become a consumer demanding no plastic I want to be a consumer that says, hey, and I did sign the petition, sign the petition. Um, yes, <laughs> and, and where do we go to sign the petition? Yeah, you have to go to terracetransparentcampaign.org or just look for transparent campaign, transparent label campaign. I'm sorry, transparent campaign. And you will see all the information there and there will be a link to, um, to sign the petition. So that would require the FDA to not just say, let's say gelatin, but to specifically say this is an animal product, correct? Yes. Like this product contains animal derived ingredients that normally, you know, yes. Yeah. Is magnesium stearate always animal products? Magnesium 
almost always comes from, from bones, fat, and, and, and tendons of, of animals. Magnesium stearate. Yes, and it's a substance that is used to prevent, uh, you know, like in the machines they use to produce supplements, it's just to prevent um, all the ingredients to stick to the machines. So it's even like it's, it's used for that reason, not so much for nutritional uh, reasons or anything like uh, um, a binder. It's a binder. Then, you know, when I look at, yes, they're plastic, but they say they're vegan vitamins. I'm seeing that they have cellulose capsules. They're not using gelatin because yes. gelatin is yes. often used for the capsule, correct? Yes. Correct. So cellulose capsules come from plant-based sources. And why doesn't every vitamin use that? It's because it's... Is always being made with gelatin and it's cheaper and it's a whole system that on top of that you developed and it's the byproducts. I mean, when when you go to, you know, it's amazing, like every single piece of an animal is used. So when you take this animal for to slaughterhouse, they take the meat and they, they take the organs, they use everything, you know. For pet food, I was just reading the other day, like 30% of meat goes for pet food. Yes. If, right? if uh, dogs were a country, American dogs would be like something <laughs> like something like one of the top 10 animal countries, animal consuming Absolutely. countries in the world. Absolutely. I want to thank you, Maria yeah. Sebrian of Terraseed. I could talk to you all day. Uh, hold up your product one more time because it's yeah. truly extraordinary. And uh, I really, really, really love the packaging and uh, I, so I love the whole concept and, uh, and I wish you well with the safe movement on your campaign to get transparency and vitamin labeling. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Voice America, for allowing us to have this important conversation and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.